0: Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot Jeff Harding. Jeff! How are you doing today? I am doing better. Are oh, you? Yeah, because I, I know last week you were sick. Uh, well, yeah. I still have the Lou Rawls voice, but my head isn't as plugged, so I'm well, doing much better. So we're making progress. Yes, and how are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. Thanks. I'm doing good. It's amazing. The games, the Huntsman World Senior Games. They're just games, here. Really, I mean, I was going to say they're almost here, but for us, they're, they're here. They're basically they're here. here. So we are right on the cusp of the 32nd annual Huntsman World Senior Games. And for me, Jeff, I don't know if you feel this way or not, but for me, it seems like it's kind of a dichotomy. Well, yeah, because it's so exhilarating uh-huh. and it's so energizing and it's so exciting, and yet at the same time, it is so exhausting. That was the word I was going to use <laughs> to exhausting. And it's so stressful, uh, you know, from an administrator standpoint. So, with that in mind today, Jeff, I want to yes. talk a little bit about stress. Good good topic for us today. Now usually when we use that word, it's in a negative connotation. Right. But the fact of the matter is is that we need stress in our lives. Right. We need to have stressors, we need to be pushed. It stress is what drives us forward. It's what makes us stronger. It's what, you know, allows us to really enjoy the act of life. So we need it. So you're saying stress is a little bit like cholesterol. There's good cholesterol and bad cholesterol? Yeah, I think I'm saying that it's a little bit like cholesterol. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't thinking of that earlier, but now that you mention <laughs> it, there there might be some similarities. But uh, you know, just like anything, there are you know obviously negative effects of stress sure. as well, especially if they're not managed correctly. Stress can affect your body, it affects your thoughts and your feelings, it also can affect your behavior. But being able to recognize common stress symptoms can really give you a jump on being able to manage well, sure. that stress. It makes sense. And so according to the Mayo Clinic, which is where I got all this information. And you don't do any better than the Mayo they, Clinic. They know what they're talking they about, do. right? These are just some, some things that we need to know and understand about stress. So number one, some of the common effects of stress on our body. Some of the things that we feel when we're feeling stressed okay. physically on our body. Headaches muscle tension or pain, chest pain. That's a big one and a bad one. That's a really bad one. Fatigue, upset stomach, sleep problems. These are these are physical manifestations of stress mm-hmm. in your life. Some of the uh, effects on your mood of stress. You've got anxiety, restlessness, lack of motivation or focus, feeling overwhelmed, irritability or anger, and mm-hmm. sometimes sadness or depression is an offshoot of having stress as well. Yeah. And then some of the effects of stress on your behavior uh, cons, uh, consists of things like overeating or even undereating, uh, angry outbursts, drug or alcohol abuse, social withdrawal. Oftentimes people who are so stressed out tend to exercise less. So if you have stress symptoms, taking steps to manage that stress, uh, as negative as some of those symptoms can be on your life, manage it managing it can be just as beneficial. That's right. And uh, and we want to talk just a second about that. Some of the stress management strategies that the Mayo Clinic recommends are, number one, regular physical activity. We know how important exercise oh, we do. We is definitely do. for the whole picture, but certainly from a stress standpoint. Relaxation techniques like deep breathing, meditation, yoga, tai chi, maybe even getting a massage. Okay, you 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 got me there. <laughs> <laughs> I've convinced you on that one, huh? Uh, Keeping a sense of humor can be so important, right? I wouldn't know about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Socializing with family and friends can go a long ways to help Mm -hmm. us manage stress. Setting aside time for hobbies such as reading a good book or listening to the music that you love can also help in managing your stress. So your goal here, our, our goal here, is to find active ways to manage stress. Well, yeah. And there's plenty of inactive ways out there, such as watching television, just mindlessly surfing the Internet, uh, spending a lot of time on social media, playing video games, it may seem like it's relaxing at the time, no. but in the long run, it those activities tend to increase your stress. So you want to same thing, yes. Those you want to stress. Try to avoid those if you can. The other thing that we want to do, and we talk a lot about this on the show, Jeff, is to get plenty of sleep. Oh yes, sleep is really important and when you're talking one. about yeah. stress. And then, of course, eating a healthy, balanced diet is uh, important, important as do. well. Yeah. So those are some ways that uh, you can manage your stress throughout you missed, the next couple of weeks. You missed one very important one. What's that? Sign up and compete in the Husband World Senior Games. There you go. That's hey, the best way to manage stress. That takes care of a lot of those. And, uh, and that, that was from the that was off from the Mayo Clinic. That was from the mayonnaise clinic. But you can still take. You, they're, they're, they're almost on the same level. <laughs> the Miracle Whip Clinic, That's right? right? <laughs> Founded by Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff, today's guest is Hall of Fame speaker and best-selling author Dan Clark. Dan. Has been a highly successful athlete, a coach, an entrepreneur—you name it. Seriously, Dan has probably done it. He probably has no stress in his life. Then, well, I don't know about that. Perhaps the most important thing that Dan—that uh, is, you know—coming up about Dan is that he will be our special guest speaker at the Huntsman World Senior Games opening ceremonies, which takes place on Tuesday, October ninth, at Trailblazer Stadium. And Dan, we're excited to have you on the show and looking forward to having you as our special guest on the ceremonies. Welcome.
1: Thanks, boys, for ha- Thanks for having me. I love St. George. What can't you like about that environment that inspires us to, to seek help and wellness? Well, good for you
0: guys. It's the best. It's the best for sure. So, so Dan, just as a uh, an intro here, you've been pretty much everywhere. You've done almost everything. How, how do you handle stress in your life?
1: Well, I think I think we first have to identify and define what it really means to us because it affects every single person differently. And like you were saying at the beginning of the show about cholesterol, you know, my cholesterol counts higher than my SAT scores. <laughs> and so no anybody listening who actually went to school with me, they're surprised that I actually you know, graduated from the University of Utah. They always thought seventh grade was going to be my senior year.
0: <laughs>
1: and so when you start talking about stress, In the same context as cholesterol, there's good stress and there's bad stress, but only we know what it is. Right. And one of the things that I love to remind people about is that we become the average of the five people we associate with the most. So if you hang around with five broke people, you're going to become the sixth. If you hang around with five negative whining people, you're going to become the sixth. If you hang around with five sedentary, lazy bums who eat poorly and refuse to exercise, You're going to become the sixth. And so what we need to do to live a high-performance, active life is to surround ourselves with people who push us, who push us to the point of breaking our stress. In other words, good stress, good stress, good stress in the sense of the law of diminishing return. If you you, uh, water a tomato plant and water it and water it, it grows and grows and grows. But at the point where you overwater it, it drowns and actually dies. The right. same thing holds true with stress. We need people in our lives who will push us to the point of high performance and only we know how much that is. Maybe I could just give a quick analogy because we've got the senior games coming up. Most people in my age bracket over 50 and I'm over 60, we have experienced a physical therapist in our life. Right, And I, let me share a quick quick story. I, I was playing basketball with the guys on my street trying to be 20 years old again.
0: Ah, bad and choice. a gentleman
1: who you know, snapped my Achilles tendon playing basketball with the boys. Oh, man. And a gentleman who operated on my ankle, Dr. Jim Morgan, he was actually playing in the game. He denies it, but I believe with all of my heart that he came up from behind me in the game <laughs> and said, I need a new boat. Right. And he pushed me down. Well. I, he put me to plaster cast for three and a half months. I got the cast off, and I was immediately placed into physical therapy. Physical therapy teaches two things that are relevant to our discussion today in the show. Number one, I go into the physical therapist's office. He warms up my ankle, and he takes the tip of my foot, and he bends it and stretches it to a place it's never, ever been to.
0: <laughs> ouch, ouch. And as I'm
1: sitting there hanging on with visions of sugar plums pinballing around in my head, he lets go. <laughs> and it flips back into the exact same spot it was in before he started to stretch me, wouldn't that be a complete waste of people's time listening to your show? We all go to seminars. We all go listen to great speakers. We all do everything we know how to do to increase our performance and push ourselves beyond the point of discomfort. Wouldn't it be a shame if we do that and then we just flip on back into the exact same spot we were in before we arrived at that training, before we arrived at that seminar? Yeah. And most of us do that. The second thing we learned from physical therapy that is definitely relevant to the senior games, definitely relevant to your show, we have to stretch before we strengthen. And Here's the kicker. All the strengthening occurs in the area past the point of discomfort, yeah. in the area of stress, in the area of pushing ourselves beyond our comfort zone to become a better version of ourselves today than we were yesterday. So at the senior games, I'm excited because when you see these old codgers my age, you're going to see more than muscle and bone going through motion. You're going to see heart and desire and sacrifice and work ethic and stress in action and adrenaline junkies who are trying their best to stay firmly alive and fully alive instead of dying with their their, their, their you know their music still in there. Yeah. So I'm sorry I ramble, but there it goes hey. Okay, so Brad last from university just walked by me here at the grand america hotel
0: is that right he's my neighbor tell him hi for me
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely so i told him i'd be down there and he better show up and by the way kenny Loggins is in concert on saturday night and he's a great friend of mine i was (laughs) mc two years in a row at the unity shop telethon in santa barbara where we raised over 1.2 million dollars so shout out to the kenny Loggins fans out there at soldier summit i'm soldier hollow
0: awesome that is awesome. And and great advice, Dan. I mean, seriously, you, you really nailed it, that idea of good and bad stress and and needing to thrive in that good stress environment. Speaking of stress and the good stress, you've been involved in sports in, in, in various ways and in various capacities throughout a lot of your life. Um, I'm looking through your bio. We've got Golden Gloves boxing champion, motocross racer, uh, and, and a winner on the Intermountain Circuit, Alpine Ski Racer, Competitive Ski Jumper. I know you played baseball as a youth. Obviously, you played football, uh, even at a, a very high level, at the college level, um, and almost went on to the uh, professional leagues. Um, but because of an injury, we're unable to do that. Uh, I want to ask you this question um, in, in relation to the games coming up and the active life and that concept. What has sport taught you? It's obviously been a big part of Your life, and I think uh, you would even say a part of some of the success that you've had, but what has it taught you?
1: That's such a great question, Kyle. You know, I've spoken to, to 200 of the Fortune 500 companies in 68 countries to millions of people. And so I'm always trying to figure out what the lessons are. Right. And what I've learned from sports is what I taught my children growing up the only person you need to be better than is the person you were yesterday. I and I had the that. privilege of serving on the Olympic committee here in Utah back in 2002. And when you analyze the Olympic motto, Altius, Celtius, Fortius, you know, when you really believe that you can go bigger, faster, stronger, that you are there to break a world's record. You're not competing against anyone else except your own best, best past, best personal performance. And I use the word best twice because we can't say I did my best. It, It is not enough for us to say, I will do my best. We must succeed in doing that which is necessary. So I ride a Harley Davidson. I did a four-day motorcycle trip with Special Forces and Navy SEALs. Yeah. And one of the nuggets of wisdom that came out of that trip was hanging out with a Navy SEAL. And I said, teach me, bottom line, how do you think differently than most people? And he said, an armored-up warrior never has to get ready. He stays ready. Ooh, I love it. So what we have to do is not try to catch up and let our bodies go out of shape. We have to be senior games participants, mentally first, emotionally second, and then physically third, to realize that it's so much harder to rehabilitate than it is to maintain. So why would anybody want to become a couch potato? Why would anybody want to let their bodies and their minds go south when we have an opportunity to take ourselves At least to the same level every single day. So, what I've learned as an athlete is that you're really not competing at, you know, I played football and baseball at the University of Utah. You're not really competing against the other team, you're competing against your execution. Let me give another great quote. Under pressure, you don't step up your game, you succumb to the level of your preparation, training, and practice, which means pressure is not something that's naturally there. It's created when you question your own ability. Plug stress into that. Stress is not something that is natural. It's created when you question your own ability. When you know what you've been trained to do, there's never any pressure. And that's why we train and practice and prepare so hard. So the Senior Games is a report card on all of us who basically say the best way to deal with stress is through exercise and nutrition, like you talk about on your show. Yeah. The best way to deal with pressure and and an overwhelming attitude towards life is to serve others. So you already put me in tears, Kyle, when we talked about the, the, the senior games, giving me two incredible stories that I'm going to refer to in my opening remarks, where these folks are, are down here competing against themselves and then having a wonderful social experience like a family reunion. Yeah with like minds to prove true what we said earlier, that we really, in fact, become the average of the five people we associate with the most, which means we must be willing to pay any price and travel any distance to associate with extraordinary human beings, which is why everybody should compete in the Huntsman Senior Games. And if you're not a competitor, come down and support us.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You are listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with best-selling author, motivational speaker, Dan Clark. Dan is going to be our special guest speaker at the opening ceremonies on Tuesday, October 9th. And we've been talking a little bit about stress and how to thrive within that that, that sweet zone of the right amount of stress where you can manage it but not be overwhelmed at the same time. Um, You've obviously had lots of opportunities in your life to overcome difficulties and, and hardships, uh, you 've exhibited a ton of resilience throughout your life. Um, what do you credit your ability to overcome those hardships and to be resilient to, and how do you share or, or share that message or teach someone else to do the same thing Dan yeah, you
1: know, I do realize i 've been over, on over five hundred radio television shows i've been on Oprah. Uh, Glenn Beck, you are—you ask the best questions, Kyle. This is such <laughs> a great interview because you cut right, right through the clutter. Let me teach everybody something I learned just the other day in a family discussion. So we're surrounding the dinner table, and I've got my adult children around. We start itemizing times in our lives where things didn't go like we had thought they would. And one of my daughter's friends basically starts crying, and she says, yeah, my life's falling apart, and I hit rock bottom. Now, how many of us listeners of your amazing show have gotten ourselves in a pickle? We've had some situation with our relationships, with our companies, with our organization, where our explanation is, I hit rock bottom. And the way we resolved that that statement at the dinner table, which is so provocative, no one hits rock bottom. We hit rock foundation. We I love hit that. rock belief system. We hit the baseline core values and the bottom line governing principles on which we've been raised, on which we've built our organizations, which validates the pressure is not something that's naturally there. It's created when we question our own, our own ability, and that's why we train and practice so hard so what we have to do is understand right out of the sheets that exhaustion is acceptable, that falling is acceptable, that puking is acceptable, that crawling is acceptable, that blood, sweat, and tears are acceptable, that discouragement, disappointment, sadness are acceptable, that whining, complaining, and blaming are not. When I was paralyzed for 14 months in my football accident, Luckily, I surrounded myself with five friends and family members who basically said, you cannot quit. It's a league rule.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And
1: because I'm an author, I've written 34 books. I love to challenge the status quo and try to write about something in a different way. How many of your listeners, how many of us have actually spent an entire day wondering whether or not our glass is half empty or half full? That is such a lame, lame cliché. If you wonder if your glass is half empty or half full, you've missed the point. It's refillable. Thinking (laughs) positively or thinking negatively does not fill up the glass. The pouring does. And one of my favorite quotes, I I coined it's easier to act your way into positive thinking than it is to think your way into positive action. So when you start talking about the steps of resiliency, especially when suicide is is raising its ugly head again. Here so in Utah. prevalent,
0: yeah, so and prevalent. We're one of the
1: leading states of suicide in America. What we have to understand is that there's always a way. I'm a songwriter, I've got some gold records in country music. One of my favorite songs is The Hook is in two more days tomorrow's yesterday. So the way we hang in there is not to think about getting to the top of the staircase, it's making sure we understand the value in taking one more step. So when I get on my Harley Davidson, and I've ridden all through Zions and Bryce, all through your beautiful, beautiful country down there in St. George, regardless of the weather and regardless if it's daylight or nighttime, my headlight on my Harley automatically turns on, and it projects 150 feet in front of my motorcycle. So regardless of the weather, as I said, regardless if it gets dark, Regardless of its light, that, that, that headlight projects 150 feet in front of me, which means I can get from Los Angeles, California, all the way to New York City, as long as I get on the right road and realize I can get from Los Angeles to New York 150 feet at a time. Right. I can get from where I am to where I want to be, you know, one day, one moment at a time. When we start talking about weight loss, How many times have your listeners looked at themselves in the mirror and they actually think think we're overweight, sluggish, out of shape, and we look at ourselves in the mirror as a fat failure. Does that sabotage our success? Yeah, we have no motivation to get up and go again. What would happen if we just changed that negative mindset, oh, what a drug, I'm a fat failure, to a positive mindset, whoa, I've been very successful at putting on weight? (laughs) Just that shift in attitude allows us to be resilient because we realized right then that well, we didn't lose, I mean, we didn't gain all this weight in one day. We gained it one pound at a time, which means we can lose it one pound at a time, one meal at a time, one day at a time. Got a little buddy the a cultured comedian above a He sells more country comedian uh comic uh records or tapes or CDs or downloads than anyone else in the world except Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. So visualize Bubba Beckett. He's five eleven, three hundred and forty pounds. He always walks out on stage to start his act wearing a little skimpy T-shirt, exposes his navel. He thinks he shouldn't die at twenty, and he always says, "Hey, I haven't always been this big. I beat anorexia. And I got it into permanent remission. It ain't coming back. It ain't coming back. That's and he, success." And he, and he says, "He says I didn't. I didn't gain all this weight. And I haven't always been this big." He says, "One day." I went to the doctor, he put me on a dehydrated food he put me on a dehydrated <laughs> food diet for six months and one day I got caught in the rain. <laughs> and, and it was like I gained 147 pounds in five minutes. You no, know, that's not reality. That's why we laugh. People have got to be resilient one day, one moment, one reason at a time. And the reason why I came back from my paralysis, which is part of my message to your people. I stayed paralyzed for 14 months, went to 16 different doctors who told me I'd never get better. And now that I've recovered, they they say, what what, what held you back? What what, what took you so long? I stayed paralyzed for 14 months because I was asking the wrong questions. I was asking the doctors how to get better, when I should have been asking myself, why. Once we answer why, we should get up, why we should be resilient, why we should stay married, why we should exercise, why should I eat better food and get that nutrition and get that right, that right amount of sleep that you guys have been talking about. Once we answer why, figuring out the how-to becomes pretty clear and simple.
0: I love it. I love it. Very cool. Dan, I am sorry. I hate to say these words, but that's all the time that we have for you today. But man, I am pumped up and I'm excited to hear more from you next Tuesday. Thanks for joining us today.
1: No, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm speaking for the Chamber of Commerce in St. George. I love, you know, Mayor Pike. I feel like I'm connected. One of these days, a realtor needs to lasso me down and get me to buy a home down there because it <laughs> seems like I'm there a lot. So I love, I love you guys. I honor you. I love the whole St. George community. And thanks for hosting people from, you know, 30 countries including Miami Beach and New Jersey. This is so fun. Well, that's, that's so 32 cool. countries get then. hate mail from those states,
0: <laughs> I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dan, again, we're, we're grateful for your time and looking forward to having you down here in our neck of the woods just next week.
1: Okay. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Bye. So, Jeff, just uh, again, a quick reminder. On October 9th at 7 p.m. at Dixie State University Trailblazer Stadium, you're going to have the opportunity to hear more and see more. And see more, but to hear more from Dan Clark, what 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 great advice. Yeah. Great inspiration. He's got stories that will just keep you in stitches. It's going to be a ton of fun. The gates open at 6 o'clock with the expansion of the stadium, and it has expanded. There will be plenty of seating, so bring your family, bring your friends, bring your neighbors. Just come and enjoy this show. It is going to be a ton of fun. And bring your five best, of course. Yeah, that's right. In addition to Dan speaking, there will be singing, dancing, a tribute to John Huntsman Sr., There's, of course, the Parade of Athletes, Fireworks. You don't want to miss this show. Once again, Tuesday, October 9th, 7 p.m. at Trailblazer Stadium. And remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Google, Stitcher, iTunes, you name it, we're there. Once you've subscribed, give us a rating. Write a quick review. It really helps to spread the word. You can also find this, as well as previous shows, right on our website at SeniorGames.net. Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day comes from singer-songwriter-artist Gerard Way. And he says, One day your life will flash before your eyes. Make sure it's worth watching. Amen to that. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.